Welcome to the David Fraga Leadership Podcast, where we believe that as long as there's breath in your lungs, there is a race to run, helping you decide what you want in life and show you how to lead and disciple. You can check us out at www.kingdominitiative.org. That is www.kingdominitiative.org. Subscribe and share. Also, check us out on YouTube at K-I Productions. Subscribe and share so you can stay up to date with some incredible content and stories we will be sharing. Once again, thank you for pressing play. Without further ado, let's dive into the nitty gritty. What's up, fam bam? This is David Fraga here on the Leadership Podcast. Man, I am so excited to get back to you guys and share with y'all a little bit of what the Lord is doing in my life and revealing to me, right? So one of the coolest things I had an opportunity of doing over these past few months is being on a radio show called pointofview.net. That is pointofview.net. And you can definitely look them up on their YouTube channel, Facebook page, and even Twitter. So that is a radio show that is with Kirby Anderson, K-E-R-B-Y Anderson. And that is a show that I've been invited once a week to come to a show from 12 to 3 p.m. every Wednesday called the Millennial Roundtable. Side note, they're actually going to be moving to Tuesday starting in May. So there's that. But you can always uh, listen to them live on streaming on their website or on Facebook. So Facebook Live. So yes, it is an opportunity that is an amazing opportunity that I hope to steward well. I hope to be prepared and I'm so thankful and grateful for that opportunity. Now, uh, from that segment of about maybe a few days ago, if not about a week or two ago by now, was a topic that Nick Pitts and I talked about, and it was a perception of beauty, how beauty has changed, how the way our generation, the millennial generation, hence the millennial roundtable, right, has changed in uh, the sense of how we see beauty or what we think beauty is. And if you ask someone or one of your friends or anyone on the street, they may have a different best definition of beauty than you do. But that was just something that kind of started stirring me up and I just started to write. I sat down when I got home and just started typing on my laptop. And most people don't do that. Maybe some people do. I don't know. But I think journaling is such a powerful, um, powerful way to process thoughts, to keep you sane and not insane, right? But to keep you sane and also just to be able to meditate on God's word. So all that being said, uh, there's a quote that just kind of came to mind, and it was just, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It was by Margaret Wolf Hungerford. She was one of the first people who ever coined that in her book, and uh, she wrote a book in the late 1800s, but that was in the late 1800s, right? So you could definitely know by now that times have changed since the 1800s, right? Oh, man, how they have changed. But all that to say, I definitely would argue, you know, that quote, that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? So I just think it's uh, interesting how that is a quote that is coined all the time in our time period. You know, when someone says like, well, that's my opinion, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Oh, how does he, how does he like looking at that kind of art or listening to that kind of music? Oh, well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I guess you could say that, but the argument that I have is how beauty is just so mixed in with so much artificial ingredients, you know, that for the millennial and for so many young adults, 
I know for a fact that beauty is such a search in our lives. Like we're looking for the beautiful things. We're looking to see uh, what's the exclusive, where to go on our next adventure, you know, to go world traveling. Oh, you've been there. Oh, you've been to Thailand. Oh, you've been to Tahiti, all these places that, man, those places are beautiful and I'm able to do those things, right? But being able to post that on social media, being able to show people, hey, this is what beauty is. No, this is what beauty is, right? However, I just think, uh, like I said earlier, that beauty is mixing with so much, so much and so many artificial ingredients that is causing millennials and Gen Zers to eat itself and not produce any life-giving blood cells per se, right? And so in other words, it could be giving of a cancer. Like it's producing a cancer because of so much artificial ingredients of today's perception of beauty, you know, and it, and, and I'm believing that it's just so consumed and then attached to our ever so confused and lost identity. So I think a lot of, to do with how we see beauty has to root from identity, right? So if, if you're not operating in your confidence of your identity, a lot of people, especially in today's day and age, are operating out of an identity of just what they feel or with what crowd they do and in what they do, not in who they are, right? And I talk a lot about identity. Why? Because it is the root cause of why we allow confusion to invade our lives. It is the root thing that the enemy uses ultimately, the root foundation that the enemy uses in order to divide us, to confuse us, to help us not pursue the voice of God in a way. God is always speaking. And a lot of people are like, I really want to hear God's voice. And I'm and and the best thing that I keep telling them is that, okay, you know who you are in Christ Jesus, right? They're like, yes, I'm a child of God. Yes, you are. It says that in scripture. Okay, so if that's the case, then the way we combat these lies is through God's word. But a lot of times uh, it needs to be a consistent thing within our lives, right? So all that being said, that was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but let's come back to beauty. Let's come back to the identity and the root of that, right? So an identity that ultimately leads to darkness, void confusion, and a slavery of finding happiness in a rat race can seem to just have people begging for the question of like, why am I doing all that I'm doing this for? You know? So what's my why, in other words? And I love talking about this stuff because I think that, like I said, beauty is linked to purpose. Beauty is linked to our identity, which is linked to purpose. You know, it all connects. It's all intertwined. It's not one thing is separated than the other. The enemy wants to tell you that it, everything is divided because that is what the enemy does. He tries to divide us. He tries to divide the body of Christ. He tries to divide leadership. He tries to divide organizations that are trying to make impacts, right? So all that to say, I just think that there's a surplus of media and social media. And of course there is, right? Even I am posting a lot of stuff, right? But all that being said is that the modern day individual is always trying to find their own meaning of beauty and it just causes confusion, right? So, and God is not a God of confusion. I'm going to say that again. God is not a God of confusion, right? I believe beauty is linked to purpose, like I said before, because there's a variety of reasons why I think that. And I'm just going to touch base on three questions, right? That I'm going to address. The first one is what was and what is beauty? Of course, you know, you got you to ask that question. The second question is this, how is beauty linked to our purpose? And the third question is this, what is the intention or direction of beauty? 
Now, I want to I want you guys to journey with me as I go through a series of thoughts and concerns, and as I will do my best to attempt to confront these questions and hopefully stir you up so that you guys can start writing, you guys can start blogging, you guys can ask questions to your friend groups, your bosses, whoever it is. But I just want this conversation to be an open conversation for you guys to dive in more into scripture, dive in more into some research, dive in more with your friends and be intentional at the table. When you break bread, you know, when you get an opportunity to sit down for some coffee with someone, just bring this up. Hey, what is beauty to you? Right. And I think that's a really good question and an icebreaker for sure. You can definitely get some thoughts going, right? All that being said, um, before we dive into a lot of these things, I just want to open us up in prayer and then uh, let's just jump in. Okay. So Heavenly Father, we just want to invite you into this conversation, Lord. We just thank you so much for who you are and who you say that we are, Father God. I just pray for a refreshing anointment, Lord, to just pour over the listeners, Father God. I just pray for a refreshing just word that whatever that I speak, Lord, that I am just a vessel and that there's a word that in what I say, Lord, that is just coming from you. I just pray that you're that, that, that we are just reminded that your promises are are never void, Father God. I just am so thankful for your promises, Lord. And I pray that each of these listeners, even myself included, will stand firm on these promises, Lord. Stand firm on your promises to be to persevere, to be steadfast, to patiently endure, Lord, Father God, because in those moments, that is where we grow, Father God. In those moments, that is where we are able to step into wherever you are leading us, Lord. I'm just so thankful, Lord, that you guide our steps, even though we make our plans, Father God. We ask these things in your son's name, we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So let's dive in here. So this is the biggest thought, right? The biggest thought here is like, okay, we tend to connect beauty with the idea of pursuing it or, you know, searching for beauty, right? Through the next adventure, through something rare or exclusive. However, however, you know, sometimes in the modern day, you know, individuals display such beauty through a screen, display beauty to the world. They are missing out. Hashtag blessed, right? They post that there. They are to experience such beauty when the reality is so shallow and the moment has passed, right? They don't take in the moment to meditate on that. They don't take in the moment to see God's creation at times, or they just allow those moments to pass by, right? And cap- try to capture it on their phones, which is so artificial, like I was saying a lot of times. It can be. However, I'm not saying photography and videography cannot be used to display beauty. It definitely can. However, it comes down to motives and the shallowness the shallow, shallowness it can bring by placing attention to oneself instead of the creator himself. So overall, um, I think beauty has shifted to capturing attention and approval of others instead of capturing the moment, you know? And, and, and one of the coolest things is that creation was meant to to show the awe and wonder that is meant to point to the creator, right? Which is God our Father, right? So as I have a thought and process and converse with some scholars about this stuff, uh, it just seems that beauty can be easily confused and just be lost. You know, I said shallow, shallowness a lot and try to say it right, but uh, excuse me on that part. But I, I, I do think that beauty can be easily confused and lost to a shallow pit of mud instead of a deep, clear ocean, right, uh, where you can just see the endless depth and wonder of what beauty truly is. So all that being said, I'm going to bring scripture into this because that is absolute truth and that is God's word, right? 
So all that being said, I want you guys to know that this reference is coming from Genesis 1, chapter 1, and Genesis chapter 2 in the Bible, right? So it's going to be coming out of that where the in the beginning of time, man and God walked together in the Garden of Eden. Now, I was interested in seeing what Eden meant. And I just started going through some dictionaries, going through some uh, encyclopedias and some online research as well. But overall, Eden, the word Eden is meant to mean delight or pleasure. I think that's so crazy. Delight or pleasure, right? In every instance of true beauty, there is a sense of abounding delight that places us in a state of awe, right? So almost like you do, you, you don't ever want to like leave a moment, right? And you're just, wow, I just, everything just seems to disappear. When you see something so beautiful, your whole attention, your whole awe and wonder just is in that moment. You know, when you see your wife, uh, you know, on the wedding day, or when you see just the sunrise over the mountains and you're outside on a hike or something like that, and you're just like, wow, that's amazing. That's beautiful, right? And and, and I almost want to refer to Psalm 4610, uh, where, where it's the famous verse that everyone always quotes and does not know the background story to, but one of these days I'm going to share that background story because it's amazing and I love explaining it. But it's Psalm 46.10 where it talks about to just be still and know that I'm God. And, and I think that's what beauty does because it is a, it allows us to be in that state of delight, in that state of awe, and you just want to be. You just want to be there, right? To just be still. To just be still and know. To just be still and know that I am God. That there is a creator. There is an Abba Father who who all of this creation, all this beauty is meant to point back to him, right? So it's quite a beautiful thing, right? <laughs> when beauty has to do with relationships. So I'm leaning towards a conclusion that beauty in the beginning of time began with a relationship and an action of sitting and doing life in the environment of pleasure or delight where God's presence dwelled with man in the garden. And, and it's just so cool because I just, when I said sitting and doing life in that environment, it just triggered uh, the Cody Karn song, worship song, nothing else. If you haven't heard that song yet, you should definitely look it up on Spotify, iTunes, or YouTube. It's by Cody Carnes. It's a worship song called Nothing Else. And it all talks about uh, the first few verses is just, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. And right after that, it says, I'm caught up in this holy moment, you know, the set apart moment, this consecrated moment. I never want to leave. So isn't that beautiful? I just love those lyrics in that song. So there are moments where deep friendships reach a point of simply just hanging out. And you're just like, man, I just want to hang out, watch a movie, sit quietly. And it goes back to that whole point of relationships, right? How beauty is, is a relationship kind of thing, right? a relationship with our creator, a relationship of agape love for one another, you know, that unconditional love, right? Where you can have honest conversations and struggle with one another in love. That's a beautiful thing right there. So in the same way, believers are able to simply enter God's presence and not say a word. Isn't that beautiful? That is beauty, right? It is by the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart where we enter a holy and set apart moment in stillness with our Father. That comes from Psalm 1914. By the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, we enter, you know, a holy uh, or set apart moment. And that's that's the reference, Psalm 1914. Take a look there. 
to just sit in his presence and know that he is God and is a God of the details. I mean, especially during a time where there seems to be a river of anxiety, right? And I've said that before, like there just seems to be a river of anxiety in this generation and the generation to come in all of our lives. And it's just exhausting, right? So do something more for me real quick. Take a deep breath and let it go. Yes. All right. So there we go. There is something about relationships that begins to shape the definition of beauty and puts us in a state of deep connection and fulfillment and rest. Almost like we were created to have relationships, right? Just to clarify, understand this, guys. These are thoughts being processed, and I hope they stir up a process within you just to stir up one another out of love, like it says in Hebrews 10.24, right? So I think it's just easy to transition to the questions of like, how is beauty uh, linked to purpose now? So we talked about what beauty was. You know, beauty has to do with relationships. It has to do with perfection, Right. It has to do with our creator and that relationship with our creator and all that he has created that is pointing to him, right? And that is what it is, right? So now we're in a, we're in a state of, of sin, right? And through Christ Jesus, we are able to truly see our identity and fight to be in his presence, right? So that is what beauty is now. So now the question is, how is beauty linked to purpose? Well, the first part of a daily declaration I wake up to almost saying every single morning, and I need to say it every morning, otherwise... Man, it's just so easy to be, uh, to just be waver, you know, like to uh, to waver in my mind. Like, okay, what am I? What am I even doing these days? Like, am I doing? Is what I'm doing matters, right? But I have to say this every day in order for me to be reminded, in order for my mind to be transformed, in order for me to have the confidence and say that I'm going to operate out of the confidence of my Lord Jesus Christ and not on my own confidence because He is the one who qualifies me. He is the one who's equipping me. And he is the one who goes before me and who is with me always. So all that to say, this is a line that I always say almost every morning. I exist to serve and glorify God. Just like we process together how true beauty has a significant connection with relationships, whether a relationship with our creator or creation uh, is, is something that is going to point to our creator, right? There is a DNA strand in, in all of creation, right? And it's always there to direct us to our why. And if we know our why, that is to serve and glorify God, by the ways, then that is truly a beautiful and fulfilling purpose beyond comprehension. We may not understand everything, but it's something that I've been reminded of a verse that he says, like, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And I think that's an awesome thing because, heck, I cannot be in control of everything. Even if I tried, I could not be. And because I get so stressed out. I get so anxious about tomorrow. And the Lord just continues to affirm me and has been doing a work in my life. Hey, just eat the food that is on your plate now. Do not think about the meal tomorrow. Do not think about the meal of the next day or the next week. I even take care of the birds in the field. So I will definitely take care of you, David. And that's something that I have to constantly be reminded of, right? So I'll have to say that that's beyond, that's beyond all my comprehension, but we serve a God of the details. So amen to that, right? So let's go back to this question of like how it's be linked to purpose. Well, kind of like what I was saying before, it's just beautiful to know that we are created intentionally for such a time like this. And this next verse is from Psalm 139, 14. And I'm sure some of you have heard this many, many times, but it's like, it says, and I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. That's insane to me. That is beauty right there. So the key phrase for I am fearfully and wonderfully made reminds me of a teaching and translation of the word fear, as in fear the Lord, right? It says that multiple times throughout the entire Bible. And to my understanding, fear in a biblical context has much to do with awe. Like what captures your awe, right? Like, and and I'm just only reminded of how so often I am in awe of my Abba Father who has given me purpose, meaning, and direction every day of my life because he has formed me in my mother's womb and he says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That is That means that he is a God of the details, that he is intentional with everything that he does, right? And so what captures your all? And I hope to ask you that question. And that is something that you need to ask Uh, your friends, something you need to ask your family and just talk about what does capture your awe? What, what, what causes you to be in a moment of just stillness, right? Because that is beauty essentially, you know, being in his presence captures my awe personally. And that is beautiful. I just get, I just get so teary eyed every time I talk about that because it is just such an amazing relationship to have with Jesus, right? All I have to say, I just think it's just so amazing um, how beautiful the paradox is of our relationship with him, you know? And what I mean by paradox, it's like in our weakness, he is strong, right? That kind of a paradox, right? In order for us to truly live, we must die to ourselves, right? That's a paradox, right? In other words, it's so countercultural to what our modern lost day world dictates, what beauty is. And how can we buy it now kind of a price, you know? Like we can never buy this stuff. Like you can never, you know, spend enough money. You can never, uh, you know, run enough miles per se, right? But the sin-fallen world sometimes misses misses the point, right? By not being able to point to anyone but oneself, right? And so a lot of what the world has to do is building up of your, of their own kingdom and not of the kingdom of God because that is why essentially we exist to serve and glorify him. And it is not boring. I promise you that, guys. It is not boring. And I explained that in my testimony if you haven't heard that podcast episode quite yet. And that's okay if you haven't because I definitely am going to be making a video about that and posting it. So um, yeah, that's stay tuned for that. But anyways, coming back to our final question, which is what is the intention and direction of beauty, right? I believe the word beauty is to bring us back to our purpose, right? The intention of it. So it is a marvelous way to see that everything else is meaningless in this world. Like in other words, when we die, that we are not going to be able to take anything with us, right? That Everything else is meaningless, but to serve and glorify God, right? And that comes from Ecclesiastes 1, 2. So how are we called to be in a world but not of it? Which comes from 1 John 2, 15 through 17. So like that's what we are called to be in the world, but not of the world, right? So let's go into, into the intention of beauty. It just has to do with being in relationship. Like I said in the first question, as I was answering the first question, right? What beauty was and what beauty is, right? So the intention of beauty has to do with being in relationship with our heavenly father and be vessels because it is his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So ever since Jesus came here, died, was buried, and on the third day rose again, his kingdom has come here on earth, right? 
So I think the coolest thing is this, that there is just so much beauty between as we are called his children and co-heirs to the throne, Romans 8, 16, and be reflections of the sun, just like the moon is a reflection of the S-U-N sun, right? That we are reflections of the S-O-N sun. So just maybe, just maybe as I process these thoughts with you guys, just maybe the intention of beauty is to call us back to where we started. Just back to where it all started, right? Back to creation, back to perfection in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 as well. Beauty is perfection. Who is Christ Jesus? As it says in Hebrews 12, 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And when we fix our eyes on beauty, we are really fixing our eyes on perfection, who is Christ Jesus. And I'm just reminded of a one more verse that I'm going to share with you guys. Matthew 6.33. Yes, Matthew 6.33. And it says simply this, that seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added, right? Oh man, that's just so good. So I just want to encourage you guys to just ask questions, you know, share your thoughts with one another. Even send me your thoughts and comments to unifiedki at gmail.com. That's together, unifiedki at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook, David Fraga, uh, F-R-A-G-A. On Instagram, I'm at the underscore David Fraga, F-R-A-G-A. So uh, yeah, so I'm just so encouraged to share this with you guys. I'm so grateful that you guys just gave a listen. Subscribe. Uh, Check out our website, which is kingdominitiative.com. So if you have heard my podcast before, I usually start out with, uh, you know, sharing that my website is thedavidfraga.com, but I recently changed that to kingdominitiative.org, actually. So yeah, so it's www.kingdominitiative.org. That's the right website. So check me out on social media. Give us a follow. Check us out on Facebook as well and uh, like our page. But All that being said, I hope this stirs you guys up out of love, right? And if you guys have any thoughts, like I said, please send me your thoughts, send me your comments, send me your questions as well. DM me, message me, whatever it is. But I I just want to let you guys know that I love you guys, and I just want to pray for you guys right now real quick. So, dear Lord and Father, Lord, thank you for this amazing uh, podcast episode, Lord. I just pray that you just continue to stir up everyone who listened to this podcast, Lord. Um, I'm just so grateful, Lord that uh, that is a promise that you keep, that you are with us always, Lord. That is even your name, that your name is a promise, Emmanuel, God with us. Like you promise that you're with us, that you will never forsake us, Father God. We stand firm on those promises, Lord, and we are just so grateful for the finished work on the cross, Lord, and the resurrection, Lord. Thank you so much for who you are and who you say we are, Lord. I pray that this will be shared, Father God. I just pray that that one person will hear it that needs to hear it, Lord. I don't know what they're going through, but you do, Father God. And I am so grateful for that. All this being said in your son's name, amen. All right, guys, I'm going to peace out. But you guys, uh, feel free, like I said, DM me, message me. And I'm so grateful for you guys. Click and play. So much love. Peace out. Keep running that race, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the David Frogger Leadership Podcast, where we believe that as long as there's breath in your lungs, there is a race to run, helping you decide what you want in life and show you how to lead and disciple. Remember to connect with us at www.kingdominitiative.org. That is www.kingdominitiative.org. Be sure to tag us on Instagram, 
Twitter or Facebook. Thank you guys once again. God bless.